What's going on, y'all? New week, new heat. Unpopular theory. We back. Had to take it back on the intro this week, guys. Remember this? Alright, so this week is going to be a quick hit Real quick, quick hit So you know the business, you know the usual Support, subscribe, share Take donations, cash app Dollar sign, S-H-O-K-I-E 78 Unpopular theory, we everywhere. Wherever you get your podcasts from, click that button, subscribe, support. All right, y'all. So this week, we're gonna talk about some things. One thing in particular that I've been dealing with for the last year. See. I haven't been taking public transportation because I used to drive to work. Like I've been driving to work, I want to say since 2017. So I stopped in 2021 when I switched over, transitioned to my new position. And uh, when COVID hit last year, year before last, really, it, you know, it was cool driving on the highways, but I used to always talk with my peoples and my ladies like, yo, I hate the train. Yo, I hate that shit. And uh, I'd be like, why you hate it? It's the train. It's New York. <laughs> but I know why she hates it. You know, I believe women deal with things, and I've addressed this issue before, way different than men do, you know, the, uh, the cat calling and, you know, just a whole bunch of things that make them uncomfortable. So I understood where she was coming from. But one thing that she always spoke about was like the odor, the scent, the stent that uh, you get when you're in the train, when you're on a train. So just think about this. Ever since COVID has started, you know, easing up with the rules and the mandates or whatever, I've noticed that a, most trains have at least three to four homeless people in a cart. And I'm talking about seven o'clock in the morning. So if you're on a crowded train, like I take the A train, four train, five train, six train, that's just about every day. So every level or every train I'm on, at least one homeless person or displaced individual it's in a cart with you. So you have school students, commuters, professional people going to work or whatever, or coming home. And you can't sit down because you have adults with uh, mental issues or whatever, displaced, as I said, in a train with you. They're in a cart with you. They're commandeering the space. And that shit is crazy. It's sad, but it's very crazy. In the last year, I have seen so many, pardon my language, vaginas, penises, asses. I've seen so much uh, feces and smell. Like, it's just ridiculous. And I'm talking about in, a, in midtown, uptown, 
coming home, going to work. I look left. I see an ass cheek. I'm getting on the train at 110th and uh, 3rd Avenue on the 4 line or the 6, 4, 5, or 6 line, whatever. I see penises. I see vaginas. Like, it's just rampant. I see that at work, but I'm talking about on the train. It happens a lot. Where I'm at, it's kind of crazy. But anyway, so, like, what the fuck is going on with these trains? Like, you know, you pay your taxes, you uh, try to be a good citizen, and you got to deal with this shit on the train. And I'm a New Yorker. I've been here basically all my life, and I haven't seen it get this bad. And before, it used to be, like, you know, just, you know, mostly black or Spanish, homeless people, displaced people, however you want to call it. But now it's white people. I see white women, white men. This shit is crazy. Like, New York has become, it's always been a melting pot, but now it's like a serious melting pot. It's bigger than it has ever been because you got people migrating from all parts of the country to New York now. And now that uh, I say after 9-11 happened and people were uh, moving from downtown to Brooklyn, midtown to Brooklyn, Brooklyn is one of the most expensive places to live in in America right now. It's fucking ridiculous. But we have a lot of impoverished situations, displaced people. So I'm just talking about the trains, for instance. Like, what the fuck is going on? I remember back in the days, cops used to, you know, tell them to move on or, you know, even some transit police when we had that. But now it's like no one says anything and they run the train station. I get off on Fulton Street on the, it's like the A, three, four lines, whatever, right? Very, very busy station. When I come out the train, especially going home, it's a fucking skate park. Like you got kids in there busting skate moves like Tony Hawk. Shit is crazy, but it's the times you live in. So I want to know what's going on with the transit system to where things are just like a muck. They all fucked up. Now, again, I know kids got to have place to have outlets, but let's build them skate parks. Why, when I'm coming home from work, feet tired, tired, stressed out, whatever the situation is, I got to not only duck from a kid flying through the uh, station with a skateboard, then I got to worry about people trying to sell me shit. You got the people that look like monks that trying to get you to sign up for books. You got people with pens. And these are like ASPCA, got these kids now uh, basically trying to sign you up. And it's a whole other shit that it baffles me even with your headphones on you hear hey my friend hey king what's up like depending on the age or demographic or the person who's trying to approach you so i'm asking what the fuck is going on with the trains like you just can't take your ass to work or school and go home in peace anymore like the shit is annoying like before back in my time things you know what i mean people knew their position but now it's just like fuck it like it's no holds barred it's anarchy so why do people have to deal with that on a daily basis? And we have one of the worst kept transit systems in America. And this is probably me being, you know what I mean, a little New Yorkish. This is probably the best city in the world. So why do we have one of the worst transit systems, especially when we talk about the subway? I've been in uh, California, Vegas. I've been everywhere and their systems are better. And shit just baffled me. Like, uh, I spent a couple of days in San Diego last year. It was cool. 
day systems, you know, it's like the, the, the trolley trains or whatever. They're outside. It smells like bums in that too, but it's San Diego. It's not nowhere near as a, to the capacity of New York. But you know, you get the New York vibe there. It's a nice vibe, and I plan on going again. But again, just thinking about that shit. The train situation in New York is fucking crazy. The train situation in Detroit, I was there last year as well. It's not as bad as New York. New York fucking shit sucks. Like it sucks. We we spend the most and we have the most people, but it's just like a piece of shit. Like we gotta find a balance. And again, it's bum shit. Yo, it's a mess, man. Like uh just like you come you're going to work in the morning, you're half tired, half sleep, half up. You get on a train. You wanna sit down. And I'm talking about at the last stop where the train fills up at. When the train is coming from the graveyard, you can have, and this is no bullshit, one morning had to be like seven carts with uh, displaced bums, people, crackheads, junkies, whatever you want to call it. They were in seven carts. I'm talking about laid out, passed out. One, in, one of them even had a wheelchair. Like he got up out of his wheelchair, pushed his wheelchair to the, um, the cart doors, Opened it up and he was using the bathroom while the train was in motion. So me, just imagine dealing with that shit every day, man. And you like you got to wrap your head around that. Then you got to go to work and deal with whatever you deal with at work. So I, I know we got to do something with this mayor. Somebody got to make something happen. This shit got to get fixed because it's disgusting. It's sickness. And again, I think most of the time when you're on a train, you're trying to like focus and prepare and compress to go to work and deal with whatever you have to deal with or come home and deal with whatever you have to deal with. So in, in between that, you just want to relax, listen to a show like Unpopular Theory, or, you know, just listen to some music, relax, play a game, watch a movie. Like, that shit is being taken away from you. And this, again, this is like the best city in the world, but we got the worst fucking transit system. Take that, take that. So people, what you think? How can we fix it? Like, you know, I see them programs that get on the train and they be like, hey, I don't know if you know anybody homeless or need food. And they have all the programs, I think. But again, we don't know what these displaced individuals are going through to have them in this situation or circumstances to have them sleeping on the train. And to me, I think that is hard as shit, sleeping with lights on and constant motion and shaking and all. So they be so tired or coked up or whatever, they just go to sleep. I watched one day a guy got up when a train was stopped. Doom, doom, make the noise. You know, in New York, it's the noise it makes. And he just looked from left, looked to right, seen all the people, and put his head down and went back to sleep. And I was on a train from Utica to 86th Street. So that's like a good 30-minute ride, depending on train traffic or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So... This person, how I feel, takes it from Brooklyn all the way to the last stop in the Bronx. And we'll do it back and forth until they decide to get up. Because I don't think they're being kicked off the trains. And then, like I said, while I'm at in Harlem, East and Central Harlem, like the train stations, full of shit, piss, urine, drugs, needles, like you, you name it. But that where I'm at is kind of like the walking dead. But the train systems are the worst. 
over the summer when we had that that bad uh, uh, rainstorm, the, I couldn't get to work that day. The trains flooded up. Like the, the four and the six, like going uptown were fucking disgusting. Like just full of water. They got sealed off. Most weekends if when I work, because I usually work six days, six days, but most weekends when I go to work, the six line is always going through something. It's either they're skipping stops and you got to take it to 125th and then take the downtown or it's, or take the bus. It's always something. So them lines are fucked up. And it's the hood out there. So I'm like, yo, again, best city in the world, worst, worst transit system, especially like that shit is the worst. And then you look at how transit is put together. Like they, I passed the transit exam, I want to say in 2016 for a conductor job that I believe the salary was like $23 an hour, right? And I finished in, I want to say the top 10 percentile and they say, well, you know, your application, you're, it was like 25,000 people ahead of me. So I'm like, what the fuck? Are you serious? So they take the $60, $68 they charge you now from all these potential people who, who can pass but never get the phone call. So they're making money off of that. Then they always try to do the fair height. The fair heights. They say, yo, we got to pay this, that, and the third, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I believe, you know, they're building new stations, you know, the, um, different lines, Second Avenue line. Like, them stations are dope. Like, they advanced. They got the technology, you know, the Wi-Fi. They're spacious. They're, like, they're clean. But that's on the side with them, of town where the money's at. So, you know, they're going to take care of the money. So, again, it's like, even though when we're talking about everyday stuff like trains, planes, automobiles, whatever, you still got to think about the financial implications that shit has on your everyday life. It's crazy, but also true. So let's get a sarcastic round of applause to the MTA. Like the shit sucks and it needs to get better, but I don't think it will get any better because it's like a necessity and they know that you have to get to work so you're going to, like, deal with the situations until you find a better way to get to work or you, you know, work from home or whatever. So just think about all that stuff when you're dealing with it on the train and how we contribute as people. Excuse me. We, you know, we put that money in the system. I guarantee you, like, uh, I remember when the MTA was crying they didn't make money and they won in the books years ago and they found out that they were, like, hiding hundreds of millions of dollars and it's like damn it's just a fucking scam it's like i find this like so strange that these big ass corporations always cry broke but you can sit there and want to get on a line or when you go on a train in the morning like the, the carts fill and not everyone's hopping they make it seem like oh fair evasion get the fuck out of here i say for every 150 people that get on the train it's probably like not even five percent of them hop because they catch you with the tickets, even with these uh, select buses. I've seen people get pulled off and get tickets, like, a lot. So, again, yeah, you got people that are fair high. You know what I'm saying? They hop the train, hop the bus, whatever. But the majority of people pay. So I never bought that shit. And then when you live in areas like I do and you see how crowded these train stations be, it's crazy. And you just think about 
for every person that's swiping their Metro card or using their cell phone now because of technology and whatever, that's 275. One way. One fucking way. Like, so they making bank. If you lose your Metro card, you buy a Metro card, a week Metro card, weekly Metro card today, right? Sorry for repeating myself, but you buy that weekly Metro card today, Sunday, you lose it Monday. They only going to give you like $4 in credit, but you spent $33 on a Metro card. So they're robbing us. And then I have a few people that I know work for MTA and they're like, yeah, you know, it was always tracked five years. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I want to tell them my experience. My grandfather worked for transit for years. I have uh, one of my boys, father, he worked with father. He worked for transit. He used to uh, get in a lot of shit. It was funny. One day we was with each other. Well, we bumped into each other on a three line. And he said, yo, this train is out of service because somebody spit at him. And he said, no, 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 get off told me stay on we go on the new lots and we wrote the new lots did i see somebody spit out of him nope but that was his, his rhyme and reason he got away with it shout out to frank man <laughs> he used to always look out but yeah man let's let's think about all the stuff with these trains and the situations that like have people living on trains and then you gotta just think how we can fix it again i don't want to be preachy and all that stuff but the train situation is fucked up i hate it so when my wife talks about it and my people talk about this shit is the worst, I totally agree, guys. This is me saying that. All right, so before I go, let me get into a little uh, thing I'm looking on with uh, Johnny Depp and the Amber Heard situation. Like, that shows you how women are just as toxic as men are. In certain situations, they can be even more. I know the narrative of how men, we are toxic. We have been the ones that have been destroying lives, but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen to us. So Johnny gets on a stand and he's telling his story and it's like, damn, Amber Heard just looked like a monster, but she got this guy blacklisted because of her, her story, her, her version of the stuff that occurred between the two of them. And it's fabricated, but it's too late now because he has lost. His image has been destroyed. She's toxic. That's some toxic shit. She is very toxic. Take that, take that. She gets the gunshots are doing at the, uh, you know what I'm saying, my man Johnny. And, you know, it's what he says, what she say, in the truth. So, again, I don't think, I don't think, He's a thousand percent innocent, but for the abuse and you know what I mean, all that other shit that's defamation and deforming his character, like she's guilty. She's fucked up for that. So she gets no love. She's a toxic bitch. I said it. Anyway, another situation that is just like that. Look at what's going on with Tory Lanez and uh Meg the Stallion. Now I, I spoke about this a bit last season about the gunshot residue being located on her friend, the one that Tori was sleeping with because he was sleeping with both of them. Her story changing from being shot in the foot 
to seeing who did it to not seeing who did it. She just did an interview with Gail King and she said she was scared for her life because she'd never been shot at before. So again, her being able to address address the issue and Tori having a gag order, that speaks volumes to me because it's like she has a machine, the entity behind her that's marketing her as the next best thing when she's a star. Her albums are not selling, but she has the push. She has the Rock Nation. She has all the stuff that's working in her favor to where she's at the Grammy. She's winning all these type of awards, but her album sales don't reflect her status. But again, she has a machine behind her. So I believe the machine is going to do everything in their power to make sure that shit is spun to where she's going to be victimized and it's going to help her star catapult to the next stratosphere. And then Tori, the bad guy, the guy gets shitted on. So I like if this was anyone else and they would have said, yo, he didn't have no gunshot residue on him. He wouldn't be in trial, but they like, oh, you don't know that. But it's detectives. People have come out and said it like, yo, he didn't have any residue on him. So that only leaves one other person, the girl, the friend she's not speaking to, the one she doesn't talk to anymore. So, again, his career, his livelihood is being cut off. He got arrested because he spoke briefly about the case and then he also got arrested they said because he violated the restraining order when he, they were at Coachella over the summer they weren't next to each other she exited the stage she came on the stage and uh you know he performed with the baby and they made a big shit out of it oh you can't do that she has a restraining order and I'm like listen he's entitled to his day in court but why are we sitting up there holding this man to this such high standard and letting her get away with bloody murder? Now, if she's, and I believe anything right now, like they can make her say that she didn't tell an accurate story and have no physical evidence against this young man, but still be spun to where his image has taken a hit to where it affects his back. Allah, Rihanna, Chris Brown. Remember when that happened and everybody was just demonizing Chris Brown then when the truth came out that Rihanna started the fight. But hey, I'm not saying you are to hit a woman, but circumstances may vary. I believe if she's hitting on me, we driving, you're putting both our lives at risk. But, you know, we ain't going to talk about that. They're going to just show you the aftermath of how Rihanna face look. Again, I don't advocate abuse of women. I think that's some cowardly shit. But I also tell women, listen, be mindful of what you do. You don't put your hands on a man because he's a man. I don't give a fuck how mad you are. I got daughters. I tell them all the time. Live the fight another day on some Friday shit. I'm not like, don't sit up there and think that this little skinny dude, just because he's smaller than you by 50, 100 pounds or whatever the circumstances may be, don't mean he ain't got that inner Spider-Man Peter Parker strength and he'll toss your ass across the room. Don't let that fool you. We're built differently. So again, I'm not advocating that, you know, you should hit a woman. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm going to call a spade a spade. Rihanna was dead wrong for what she did, but Chris, he paid the total price. 
Yeah, he's a superstar. Everybody knows who Chris Brown is. I think he's one of the best entertainers in the world. But he's not in the billionaire bracket like Rihanna is. Because we love the drama, the comeback story. Oh, she was victimized. She was assaulted. We love that. We love to push that wedge and just make the guy the bad guy automatically. And he could be the fucking good guy. He can actually be the victim. And then we got this term victim shame. It's like, oh, you can't blame the victim. You know, she's a victim. Everybody victims. You got women who manipulate situations or circumstances with men and knowing that this guy doesn't have the mental capacity to fucking say, yo, this is some shit I'm not doing. And they push him to that limit and then he winds up shooting somebody or doing some crazy shit and he's on a run. So it's perpetuated that way to where Sometimes the antagonist is the fucking, not the villain. They're, they're the good guy. And then the guy is the fucking villain. The roles have been reversed. Again, men, we get away with shit too, so I'm not going to sit there and solve us from any of the bullshit. But just, just thinking about like the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, Megan Thee Stallion, even the situation with uh, <sighs> Jada and I Will. Everybody has culpability. Everybody has some form of blame in this thing here, right? But we got to keep it real. We can't just sit there and say, oh, these women are victims. In some cases, they are, but they also the villains too. We got to look at it for what it is. We can't call it what we want it to be. We got to call it for what it is. And that's some real shit. Take that, take that. All right, guys, before I go, you know, like I said, this is a quick hit. We have a new fan page. Our fan page is on Pod Page. Pod Page is where you go to create your site for your podcast. It links everything together. So you can also see uh, my sponsorship there, like the Amazon sponsorship I have, the Anchor. You can check out uh, all the shows. So if you don't like streaming or subscribing, through the conventional way that you get your your podcast from, like via Apple, a la Amazon, or wherever you get it from, you can go to Podbeat, Podpage, I'm sorry, and just subscribe there. I have a page, everything set up. It's on Podpage, www.podcage.com. You look for Unpopular Theory, we're there. And like I said, what's cool about that, it links everything together. So if you have a question, if you have a suggestion, if you want to be a guest and you got a hot topic, you want to just e- email me, leave a message on the message board, I'll get it. And that's how I like to communicate with you guys. So, you know, I can keep the topics coming and just, you know, keep the content coming with you guys. Because at the end of the day, I'm not doing this for finances. I'm doing it because it's, you know, it's therapeutic. Like to sit there and just talk about things that your wife or your friends or your family may not want to talk with you. you know what I mean, I just take it to a forum, get on a mic. And then a couple of minutes later, like whatever I was feeling is done, is, is out. So just think about that. You know what I mean? Like podcast is an outlet for a lot of people. Like I said, I spoke about the displaced people. You don't know what they're going through that have them living, sleeping on these trains and being in the situations that they're in. It could be, you know, just a voice. It could be an addiction. We don't know what it is. So at the end of the day, you know, everybody got to find their own form of uh, therapy. And being that mental health is so 
popularizing, polarizing the man talked about now, like it, this could be a great outlet for you. I always encourage people, don't be afraid to try something new. Sometimes jump out the window. You never know. It might be something, a great reward. But in life, you got to take risks as well. So, again, just take that in consideration. So before I get out of here, like I said, pod page, check out fan page for you guys, Unpopular Theory. Just when you get to our pod page, you type in the name of whatever show you're looking for. It'll pop up. You know, I got a new album art, you know, cover art done by my cousin M. She's about to have her page up soon. So when she gets on board, uh, you know, I'll drop more info about it. Sorry. So other than that, guys, like I said, this is just a quick hit just to get something out there, have something in my heart. I want to get it out to you guys. So again, um, I'll check you next week. You know, Unpopular Theory. You know, subscribe, support, share. If you want to do a little cash app donations, it's dollar sign. Then it's S-H-O-K-I-E-78. Everything's appreciated. Like I said, again, I'm doing this because I enjoy it, but I also love it. And thanks for the support, guys. So I'm going to catch y'all next week with some more heat. All right? Unpopular theory. I'm out this motherfucker. Later. Tear it up, uh, brave heart, y'all scared of us, uh, real good niggas, baby, uh, yuck. What's your name? Uh,